Welcome, everyone, to the New Media Show. My name is Todd Cochran, and, of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenley. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Doing great, Todd. Uh, it's, uh, it's Saturday, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, these Saturdays come flying around pretty fast. Uh, it's, it, it, it's amazing how time flies as you get a little older. So it's like, wow, it's New Media Show again. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I And I was... Uh, Last, my son goes to an event, uh, a church event on Friday evenings, and he doesn't get done till like nine thirty. So, I'm like in the car, like just about passed out, you know, from a long day anyway. And he gets in the car at nine thirty. So I'm hungry. I'm like, can you eat at home? He says, I'm really hungry. So I'm like, fed him, and then uh, we got home like ten thirty, and I'm just like, oh my god, I got to get up at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so, Straight to bed, right? Yeah, it was. But anyway, uh, you don't care. Those of you that are listening and watching, you don't care. It's like, let's get on with the show. But everyone, welcome. And uh, got a good lineup of stuff. I mean, is it just me? Or does it seem like the news cycle is back up on an upswing again? I, I thought we were going downhill, but it's last week was huge. Yeah, it's just, I mean, from what I'm seeing, it's just a constant um, stream of stuff that's going on. People are announcing things and... You know, like like I stumbled across a new um, podcasting conference up in Western Canada. So really, it's coming up here in May. Yeah, May six. It's called Pod Summit. So it's, hmm. uh, it's kind of interesting. It's up in Calgary, Canada. Uh, but if you just go to podsummit.com. Oh, he got a good, he got a good domain, didn't he? Yeah, I thought so too. I told him that on the phone. I talked to him yesterday. Wow. So I yeah, I invited him to come on the show. Um, so he'll be on at some point. Um, so it'll probably be the week after Dan's on next week. Yeah. Frank's from Podcast Movement. So it's going to be back-to-back um, conference <laughs> yeah. shows. And yeah. you had actually thought Dan was on this week. Yeah, exactly. So, I got confused. So if yeah. someone's coming to listen to Dan Frank's today, Dan's not here. <laughs> yeah, Dan's coming tomorrow. So it was a little bit of a bait and switch on you today. Yeah. So it's just Todd and I. Not, um, not tomorrow, on the 8th. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, we could could do a show tomorrow too. Todd. No, we could do a back to back. No, I you know, I I I agreed to do this new show with Mike uh Mike Dell with this uh your oh, podcast right. and you know, now we're I'm recording it 5 a.m. on a Thursday. Then I then I do my regular show at 8. It's still a little much. <laughs> You know, yeah, you're doing a lot of shows. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's crazy, and still I'm getting ready to ramp up podcast legends again. So I'm just a glutton getting, for punishment. Getting close to to the same number of shows that uh, Leo Laporte does every week. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever get to that point. But what did I just hit? I just hit something. Oh, what did I do? All right. Well, anyway, this Western Podcast First Podcast Conference. So, uh, nice little, nice little logo and everything. And yeah, I thought so. And let's look at the speakers. Meg Wilcox, Brooke Skywalker Armstrong. Um, any names here that you recognize? No, they're all, it's focused on Canada. Yeah. So these are, these are Canadian folks yeah. typically, um, but there are people coming, I, I guess, from um, the the East Coast and you know s- some people from Seattle. So this is this is the first year event. So um, 
the organizers mm. don't really have a lot of a lot of connections with the U.S. podcaster community. So yeah. I think um, they they're just at the beginning stages of what they're doing here. Wow. But it sounds interesting, and it could be that the next year's event could be like out in Vancouver, so it could be in a bigger market. Oh, nice. So, so and but, so. They're Calgary is a lot bigger than people think. It's it's got a population about one and a half million, so it's a good size. It's a good size area. How many is it? One or two days, or what is it? I didn't even. I believe it's just uh, one day. I believe. a one day event on well, May sixth, so it's coming up uh, pretty quick. That's cool. Nice look at that. Holy cow! This guy is. Uh, oh, they they okay. They put the logo up on two monitors behind. He got interviewed by. All right, yeah, I was correct. like, yeah, it's a local, it's a local global news. Yeah. It's, a, it's a news a network up in the the, the Canadian. Market. I thought that was their their uh, their studio. I was like, whoa, these guys have gone large. So that's yeah. well, anyway, awesome, awesome stuff. Um, well, okay, I see they got a few sponsor packages left, and it's it's inexpensive, so. Or maybe an inexpensive, I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking possibly I might go up to it, but I'm not sure yet. So there's some details that still have to be worked out. But Yeah. Hmm. What uh, did he say? How many people there? Like he said, about probably about 150. Oh, that's a pretty good number. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's he- what he's expecting. I guess that's just the capacity of his... Uh, his uh, venue. I got so. you. All right. Awesome. So it's, you know, I, I think, you know, Australia's, you know, we've seen a big, big bunch or a big jump in, uh, you know, folks uh, down in Australia doing conferences. Matter of fact, I think the Australian Podcast Awards just happened. So, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, it's nice to see more stuff. You know, and of course, most of us that live here in the United States, we maybe not think of Canada as an international destination, but you know, it's nice to see stuff happen outside the United States that's starting to exactly. And and that's exactly. I mean, given that Spreaker is based in Europe, that and we're we're always looking for um, stuff that are happening outside of the U.S. trying to trying to grow this medium because yeah. we're we're pretty saturated in the U.S. We could definitely do. I mean, all the platforms, all the hosting platforms, and and just podcasting in general can definitely use some growth outside of the u.s yeah so so we definitely want to be supportive of that well if you know i um about eight o'clock last night our system kicks out a automated sales report basically tells me you know how many new customers we had and how many we lost and you know all that stuff that uh you know a good business owner is supposed to track <laughs> yeah and uh it's nothing slowing down nothing at all um, the number of new, new shows coming in is, if, if, if anything, it's accelerating either that or we're just, you know, gaining, getting more business. I don't know. It, 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 yeah. it's, it feels to me that the space is still on an upward tick. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, uh, you know, I'm, you know, obviously I'm pleased, um, that it, that it's, it's on the move. Um, but, uh, well, we'll continue to watch. Yeah, no, it is. And I, I saw an article, I, I believe it was written by Jason Calacanis talking about that, uh, 
there's going to be somebody that's going to create the Netflix of podcasting. I, I'm starting to see that happen over and over again. And it's the same thing that, you know, it's the same kind of concept that, uh, that people have been talking about, um, like the HBO of podcasting and all this kind of stuff. It's, I guess there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of desire from a certain segment of the podcasting space for some big company or big organization or big network or something like that to, to kind of, I don't know, take podcasting to another level or something like that. I, I'm always a little bit perplexed by that, you, that you, discussion. You know, um, I, I, he was in a Twitter fest with me, Leo Laporte. There was like five of us or something that was binging him back and forth on that. And he said, so was that something that happened this week? Uh, I, I, be honest with you. I don't, it, one week runs into the other. So anyway, he was basically saying that if someone come into space with a hundred million dollars and guaranteed times three revenue to podcast that he could create a, you know, and he, okay. So I, so my response, and it was basically, this was his gist in 140 characters of the hundred million dollars guarantee a podcast. In other words, a show three times current revenue that they he'd have no problem cleaning up in the space and i and i just basically said um okay a hundred million guaranteed in cash guaranteed in cash uh for at least two years or maybe three and sign me up <laughs> you know if you can come in and guarantee revenue times two or times three for three years in guarantee, absolute guarantee, long as I meet my show, you know, basically doing my show and whatever. Hey, I'll take you can. I'll take your money, um, yeah. because you know times three revenue. That's uh, that's Leo was more, you know. But at the same time, um, if someone wants to come into space with that kind of cash. Hundred million goes a long would go a long way in the podcasting space. To now, it it wouldn't get you would get you could probably get every every top show above twenty five thousand podcasters in the space. You could probably sign every single one of them. Maybe not some of the independents like the Gimlets and those folks are doing, but. You, you, someone comes in and seriously says times three revenue. Here's the contract. And it's like, I still own my show. I still own my feed. I just got, and, and I have to run what it, now that comes with challenges. Cause then I would have to like run whatever they said to run. Well, I think what, for that to really happen is that, um, as, as what happens in a lot of other, um, kind of, kind of media down in Hollywood is that there's guarantees paid. Right. Um, I think that's what would have to happen, and a lot of that money would go towards guarantees. Yeah, but that 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 would also put a lot of pressure on the network to that, to that, market. That's and a fact. Build that scale. Yep. Right? Yep. So, uh, which uh, I could see chewing through that money pretty fast. Yeah. Um, at the beginning, um, I, and it's hard to say how quickly um, they could ramp. But if, like you said, Todd, if they attracted all these big shows that would uh, bring to them yep. audiences, huge audiences, they could ramp up pretty fast. Yep. And if, you know, if a, if, uh, someone came to me, you know, you, and, and let's just think about how fast that revenue could be, could be 
um, chewed through. So everyone's thinking 100 million is a lot. So if they if they guaranteed my tech show, Geek News Central, three times revenue for three years, yeah. that's close to a million dollars. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's just one show, one tech show. So you, would they, would they be able to, so, and, and again, um, I think the key here is, uh, you know, how, how many shows would he be able to get then? 80, 70, 60, 50. So maybe a hundred million is not enough. Well, you should be able to build a decent network of 200 shows, 200 plus shows for that kind of a budget. It'd be similar to what podcast one is doing or what the mid roll folks are doing. Um, I think in a lot of ways, if you look at what's happening at the mid roll, I think we're kind of already there. You know, mm -hmm. I think that those guys are probably as close to a, a Netflix or HBO of podcasting that exists today. Um, and I don't know. I mean, Todd, I mean, as you look out to the future, I mean, um, I don't really see any, any prospect of any company coming in and doing such, such a thing as this. I mean, who, who would do this or have the wherewithal to actually do that kind of a thing? I think it's a great concept and maybe that's what uh, these investors that you're hearing from from Silicon Valley are are thinking about um, is trying to trying to go big. Well, they're all space, right? Rob. They're they're not stupid either. So you know they're going to come in and they're looking for companies that are 1.5 to 5 million dollars in gross revenue a year, and they want to come in and and dump it, you know, write a check, and then. And then they're going to want some performance on that. They're, you know, they well, want to they, say they're going to want to get a return on their investment it, within three years, three to five years. Know. Yeah. And you know, they, they may not mean, you know, some of these guys are strategic and they're looking for long-term investments. So yeah. that's fine too. But at the same time, you still have to make money, you know? Yeah. yeah. And you know, any type of deal. And I think I've said this before, any type of deal that you do like that, you have to ensure that, you remain 51% in control. You know, you don't ever want to take a bunch of cash and give 51% to some outside entity because, you know, it could end up on your ass. Uh, yeah, especially in a group like that that maybe doesn't know much about the medium. Um, it's it's a little bit of a danger. So, um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm just really skeptical, Todd. I'm not sure that this is going to happen. Well, I, I, you know, maybe a Jason Calacanis can pull pull a hundred million, but uh, I think guaranteeing three times revenue, guaranteeing three times revenue uh, is that that's I'm, a that's a big that's a big number. That's like okay, so that's really. And the thing is, I'm not talking about audience. I'm talking about current revenue. You know, yeah. so there's some small shows out there that are doing revenue um you know if you look at if they were just getting base cpm they wouldn't be you know if they're getting flat sponsorships that are much higher and proportionately than what their audience size is you yeah. know you've got Todd, I, I don't see guarantees being paid over um maybe one year of revenue I, I i wouldn't do it why would you why would you abandon your current if you're already well, it depends profit. on it depends on the opportunity of the network. I mean, if if they're going to drive a a certain percentage of that cash into marketing, 
uh, you're going to grow. But if I know. but if I have a current sponsor, and I'm just talking about me, and you have a current sponsor that is you know I'm doing well with, and they and I have to abandon that sponsor. Well, you may not have to. Well, maybe not. But I guarantee you that the the podcast would be chock full, chock choke, as we say in Hawaii, choke full, choke full. <laughs> Back to commercial radio yeah, again, yeah, right? Choke, yeah, choke, choke, choke full uh, advertisement, man. So you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Todd. I mean, that's that that that's a really great question because I, I I think it cuts to the chase of of uh, your particular issue, even with your show. It's a good example. Is you have uh, one main sponsor. Yeah. Uh, would you want to add more sponsors, or or I, would that dilute I, your your current relationship with uh, GoDaddy? I've run two with no problem. Three is even for an hour and fifteen minute show. But but I do, you know, I, I'm my my spots are long. You know, two three minutes. Yeah. So I'd have to change the length of the spots. But you then know. that's not driving as much value to go No, down, no. And, you know, I, at three would be like max, like two mids and one near the end we could do, you know. Uh, but then you got to you gotta hold that audience all the way to the end. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, you know what I do is I load my first 10 articles that I cover in my show. Th- those are usually like I load those because I want to make sure I get them really dialed in for as long as I can. And then. If the super fans will stay to the end, but I make sure the first ten or so are the, you know, or the hot spot ones, and then you know people may I don't know maybe people cut off. They say they don't in the surveys, but um, you know I drop and I'm starting getting ready for my twelve thirteenth hundred what is it, no twelve twelve hundred show in a um, milestone. So I'm going to start doing uh, some promotion and some giveaways for that show. And what I'm going to do is. I'm going to sprinkle the contest throughout the content. It's going to be like, I'll find out how many people are listening. And this is one thing I, you can do as a podcaster too, as a test is drop your contest at, don't even hint that you're going to be giving one and then drop it at about the three quarter mark in your show, run a contest at near the end and see what kind of response you get. If no one responds, you know, they're not listening to the, but you got to make it worthwhile, you know, and usually worth. Yeah, but you have to tease it through the early part uh, of the show. Uh, no, 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 no. no. Not, not at all. No, you don't tease it. You just drop it on them. <laughs> you know, okay. if you this is where you you know I told them I'm going to start. I'm going to be doing some giveaways that they're going to have if they listen all. And I told them in advance if they listen all the way through, they'll hear about the offers. And I didn't start the contest that day. I didn't start on the next show. So I'll start it on the next episode but I'll drop it someplace midway through the show as a promotion. And this year I'm just going to give cash. Cash is easy. I can PayPal people cash and, uh, um, and cash, you know, people are excited to participate for cash. So, um, and you know, we'll find out if they're listening, you know, you know, and, 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 and it depends on you and what you're doing, but you know, maybe your, your budget's not very big. maybe, Maybe you get 50 bucks or a gift card or, you know, it could be anything. And, you know, gift cards are fun because people hang on to those and they use them when they're out and about and traveling. And, or, you know, you have a, a $50 gift card to Sweetwater or B&H or, you know, someplace where um, they can go use their Best Buy or, you know, Amazon. Amazon's always good for gift cards. Um, and, you know, you just, but you know, you, 
it's a good way of measuring if they're actually listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a way to measure it, but it's but you're not leveraging the effect of being able to pull them into listening to more too. So right, right. It depends on what the goal is, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I saw on the um, the the pod to pod um, kind of kind of site they they link to a article in here about four reasons to write your podcast before you record it. I don't know if you saw this article or not. Uh, you'll last about three months if you write your podcast before you record it. <laughs> Are they talking no, about actually write out the podcast or just no? Write? It's 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 basically preparation yeah. for for doing your show. Basically, just writing down talking points so you stay focused. I mean, I think uh, you do that. You know, with your show, yeah. you basically have links to articles and things like right. that. Yeah. So you do some pre-show prep, um, but there is a spectrum to this too. I mean, I think some people write scripts. Mm-hmm. Some people will just jot um, abstract ideas down on a piece of paper so they they stay focused and they can do like a a pre-show kind of um, kind of list of the topics they're going to discuss. So it's it you know like I mean if we look at this show, this show is completely one of those shows that. You just wing it. You just turn on the microphone and you start talking about uh-huh. stuff, you know, and what happens, happens. Um, but that that could or or may not be the best format for doing a show. So right. you kind of have to figure out what what's the purpose of the show and what you're trying to accomplish. And And I just thought it was interesting because there's two ways of looking at doing it, this stuff. There's one just like how we do it. And I'm I'm like a great example of it. the two shows that I do the the speaker live show I I lay out basically almost like a script and I run through the script I know what I'm going to cover and I know what I'm going to talk about yep. uh, for my show this show we just turn on the the webcams and the microphones mm-hmm. and we just start talking now um, Rob you've seen those show notepads that we give away right at events yeah well uh, there's also this uh, this thing that was available at uh podfest called the podcast planner right which Um, we'll see how much they actually get their pricing figured out because i thought it was a little high but you know be honest with you what Um, i use i'm as simple as it gets i have for those of you that are mac users like TextPad or notepad for windows users i i don't use anything fancy (laughs) and i have a you know the open i've got my teasers i have um, basically the intro read and I still to this day read it because you know it's easy to screw it up if you're doing it yep. by hand and I yep. have my stack how I welcome the new listeners how to contact the Twitter Slack Google Plus talk about the partner shows you know and then I you know I could do a sponsor spot and then boom I talk about you know what yep. I normally do that is like 10 minutes <laughs> that is, is not scripted yeah. but it's talking points yeah, exactly. It's it's just organizing the the flow of yeah. your show, right? And it's uh, it's, so you, as you're doing your show, sometimes it's hard to. I mean, I had this struggle back back when I did a radio show, where I, I had to kind of run my my board at the same time. I had a producer that was in there, kind of doing the commercial breaks and things like that. But I I could actually take phone calls and pod people up and down. So you. As a host, you're kind of put in this position where you have to multitask, right? Um, like, and, and like, if, like I'm doing, can, like I'm doing here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you can eliminate, 
um, <laughs> thoughts that you have to um, negotiate while you're trying to communicate and create content. It's 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 helpful, and I found a a show notes or outline for, for my show is really helpful to help me stay focused on the content. Yeah, and not focused on structure, and because that, that that's a completely different kind of thought process. But I've always said too, uh, you don't want if you once you start your show. And this is podcast one on one stuff. Once you start your show and you have this intro flow, um, people are very prone to if they want to skip that sub, that topic, they'll they'll fast forward through it and and they'll get to where they know you're going to be talking about what they want to hear. So if you're going to change something in your show, you should announce that in your podcast and then um, do one change and then go to three weeks, see how the change how people react to the change. If you're going to restack stuff. Um, I went to reading my, I moved my listener comments to the beginning of the show for a while and it just, it, they, they didn't like it. So I took the listener comments. I put them back at the end um, where they were. So, you know, you, you do an experiment. At least I was, I was doing experiments and something, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. So, but it's, it just makes common sense that you do a, you know, you have something, some sort of not script. You know, Andy McCaskey when he used to do Slash Dot Review, that mm-hmm. show was hand, that was written the whole oh, everything. It was fully scripted. It was yeah. fully scripted, and it sounded wonderful. But yeah. he did a daily show, and Slash Dot was what thirty minutes. Yeah. And you think about writing thirty, writing enough to speak for thirty minutes, and then. uh being able to do that daily, you know, Andy built an incredible audience, but mm-hmm. it, it killed him. He just couldn't, he, 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 I mean, when he burned out, he hit the wall and said, I'm done, you know, yeah. but because he had so much show prep, four or five hours of work to do a 30 minute show every day. And he did it for yeah. years. So, oh yeah, I remember that show. So do you, do you hear from Andy? Andy's, I do. Andy's doing great. He's a, you know, he's loving the retired life, being grandpa. Um, yeah, Andy's, Andy's doing fine, and he still does a little media stuff from time to time. And, uh, but uh, he did, he did a little bit of adventure. He tried for a while to do that RV network. Yeah. And uh, he just like anything else, he, you know, he was right there in the middle. He's in Chipsawan, Indiana, so he's right in the middle of RV building country. But he found very quickly that the RV industry is, um, like many industries in the United States, um, it's very hard to break in as a media source because very few, there's very, you know, basically one company owns like 10 of the magazines in the RV source. And yeah. if you want to play ball, you have to, you know, it, it's, it's like that in a lot of industries. Uh, yeah. Most people don't realize that that most magazines are conglo- magazines and news sources are conglomerates, and they wrap up yeah. topics. So, but yeah, he's doing good. The um, good. I, you know, I, I well, there was one thing I titled the show today. Uh, I have to go <laughs> look at the title to trigger. I'm you know I'm having a, a senior moment here, and. Um, titled the show today um a new way to share <laughs> so this is pretty cool um have you updated your iphone rob 
Uh, I did. I have an iPhone, but I don't use it very much. Okay, so mine is like giving me, I have to look and see how much storage is on mine. It shouldn't be full, but it was having trouble downloading the update. And maybe it's just a lot of people are doing updates. So I don't have the update yet. Oh, install now. Absolutely. So maybe I finally got it. Anyway, the they made a, a change, or not a change, they made some improvements to the podcast iOS app. Yeah, I heard about this. This is cool. So it's a new way to share. Um, there are a few, this, this update now supports 3D touch gestures, and the app offers a notification center. Um, it's a widget to play recently updated shows. In addition, you can share shows or episodes in messages and play them back inside the message app. So ne no secondary yeah, app is required. So let's see if I can bring this up and you can actually send this to, to people and let's see if it's, well, I don't know if you're going to be able to see it good enough. There's a good article over on pod to pod, pod pod.com. And if you're not in the Slack channel over there, you, oops, you should be, let me come back and make sure I'm on the, right browser uh, they got a great slack channel pod to pod dot slack dot com is the is the place to come out and hang out and you get all this news before we give it to you <laughs> uh, let's see here here we go so essentially it shows up in a widget on your on your device and you can see what's the newest stuff and then you can also again share the via sms so uh -huh. i you know this is going to be great so you could tell your audience they have yeah. ios devices hey share the last show with your friend you know tell them what you know what segment to go to if they'd have made it so you could send um and i i can't switch to save my life today if you, if you could send the sms with a time hack that would be even better but right now you can at least share the episode and you can play right in sms so this is brilliant i, I think this yeah, is a good great. thing yeah so a new way to share i'm still a little disappointed that apple didn't launch their podcast app on android <laughs> <laughs> well do you think it's still possible I would think so, but I've I've been proven wrong. I was I was talking about that about a year ago, and it still still never happened. I thought for sure, but but I guess when they launched um, the the podcast area on Google Play, maybe Apple pulled the plug. Well, I, I still hope they will. Hey, wanted to say hello to Mike Michael and stormy on the live stream that those of you that have checked in in chat so stormy the weather here is beautiful uh, this is the <laughs> best time of year to be in hawaii it's not too hot and the trade winds are up no absolutely no none zero humidity and uh, so it's perfect and uh, today i've got all day soccer again my son's got middle school soccer and then he's got uh his team ayso soccer so we're gonna be soccered out by about three o'clock this afternoon <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh you so, yeah, i think maybe what this update to um 10.3 is maybe a sign that uh you know this is part of the sign of apple saying they're going to make some improvements so it that could lead 
it shows that they're working on it. They've got devs working on this thing. Well, there's been talk for a while that they're they they have uh, reawakened their desire to uh, make some moves. Yeah. Um, forward with their platform, so I think it would be wise for them to do that. I know mm-hmm. that there's still a lot of people that are a little little frustrated at the usability of the app, um, but it's it's certainly uh, an important app for the medium. No question about that. For me, it's there. It's simple to use. It's there for well, they they can deinstall it now, but you know it's yeah. it's there. It's it's easy for people to use on iOS. But uh, we had a mm-hmm. call with um, syndicated media earlier this week. Did you uh, get on that call? No, I didn't. I had a conflict uh, at that same time. I was doing something else, um, so. so I couldn't get on it. I, I kind of like hung out in the background. I, I, I dialed in, so it really didn't register. Registered my telephone number in there. Their, they were doing a, a, using a type of meeting service, and they were doing some screen sharing. And so Angela was on the call. Um, he, he just bought a new house, so he was in his house trying to get some stuff squared away, and he was listening at the same time. And then uh, Mike Dell was on for a while, too. He had a um, you know, basically a support session he had to go to about halfway through, but I just kind of was a fly in the wall listening all the way through, you know, trying not to interject and just, you know, getting a feel because this is the first call that I've been on, uh, with that group. And so, uh, Charles, and I apologize if I announced his name wrong, Wittigan, uh, I think that's his name. He's pretty, um, busy in the podcast community on Facebook. So he's one of the moderators in that uh, podcast community uh, Facebook group. And so he asked the question, um, you guys are talking about all these new um, these new things you want to do to RSS and these namespaces and these protocols and all this cool stuff you're talking about adding. And, um, and he says, so how are you going to get Blueberry and Libsyn um, and all these other players to adopt it. And, um, they, what, what I realized is the majority of the folks that are on the syndicated media, uh, group are publishers. They are, they have a bevy of shows. A lot of them have a dozen, 20, 25 shows, or they might uh, have a platform, but the large majority of them were, were publishers. And, or networks or networks yeah. yeah and they said well you know we're going to adopt and you know we'll adopt it on our systems and then again i don't know what tools they're using but yeah. charles goes back no no what about the average podcaster the you know the person that's using you know powerpress or using libsyn's tools or whatever it may be and yeah. uh, they said well that we we sure hope that blueberry will weigh in well Angelo came off of mute and, you know, he said if the protocol or the namespace or the, you know, the, what you're, um, adopting makes sense, you know, we will support it. So, you know, basically Angelo has committed to supporting within PowerPress, some of these new namespaces that they're, they're considering. And then, um, and then the the discussion kind of continued a little bit about adoption, and I think Daniel J. Lewis may have 
spoke up and talked about it for a little bit on the call and and I and I basically then um come off mute and and I told and, and you know Angel had already committed for us which is which is fine but I wanted them to understand and I want podcasters to understand the challenges of of adoption and I, I don't know if I maybe I've said this in the show before but adoption is um 90 percent of the challenge that syndicated media is is facing when it comes to adopting extensions to rss 2.0 the it's easy to announce something but very hard to get wide adoption so Mm -hmm. so if um an example i gave i said listen back in uh 2000 14, 15, 16, or was it, yeah, 2014, Blueberry gave to the community uh, subscribe on Android so that you could have the same one-click experience subscribing to Android apps as you do with iTunes apps. And I said, we went to the, we worked really hard, got 13 of the top apps to adopt uh, one click subscribe on Android and we gave it away to the community. We didn't brand it blueberry. We didn't, you know, we, we just gave it away. We said, here's the protocol. Here's how to do it. Please adopt it. And then, then I said to the publishers, how many of you have adopted this gift that we gave you one click subscribe on Android. So I kind of put it back to them. I was like, listen, you, you want us to go and adopt things and we've agreed to do that because that's we're proactive in the space but yet we gave stuff to the community before and something that would benefit your listeners are any of you running it on your website oh man and i didn't i i I tried to say it as nice as i could but yeah it 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 was like why all right, we made some improvements to help you with discovery, help you with subscriptions, but yet you haven't adopted it. So there, therein lies the the crux. Okay, yeah. someone can bring something to market, but adoption is never guaranteed. So Rob, you know, based on I know you weren't in the call, and and they were trying to be, you know, it was a good call. I can't say nothing about it. They did a good job moderating and let people speak. Yeah. Uh, but I also, at the same time, think there needs to be a little more formal organization. But they, they, they're really resistant to that because they feel formalizing will detract. Some do. Some do. Yeah. I mean, I think making a change to the RSS2 spec, I'm not sure how, if that's even... Really, if that's even possible. Well, they can't change it. They have to add yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. So they're basically talking about creating a new new namespace that they right. that can be optionally added right. to RSS2 spec. Right. Um, just like we've added namespaces, just like Google did. Right. Yeah. But that, I don't believe that that's what the, the initial intention was. On that. Well, I mean, really wasn't the, the additional or the initial idea was to be able to to change the RSS2 spec, right? Well, I think they realized that they can't change the spec. They can no, only add on. I don't on think be, anybody be can no, at this point. No. And, and it's, you know, Dave Weiner made a post about 15 years in RSS. And he, he you know, kind of laughed because it was so ironic. He, 
he did a, and this was after i don't know if dave's secretly listening or something but um if you are if you are dave (laughs) come out of your shell we want to talk to you about our as far as dave listening to this show i doubt it but dave is probably monitoring this whole discussion so and i said you know and he wrote up that he wanted to make additional changes to rs 2.0 he wanted to make changes but the industry went ape shit went nutty went ape shit crazy said no no more don't don't you can't you can't yeah. And there was infighting and war before podcasting was even, this is 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And most, most people, I mean, if they don't understand the history of podcasting, right. they're never going to understand the history of RSS too. No, no, not at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and the only re here's, here's another thing, folks. The only reason we have podcasting is enclosures were included in the RSS 2.0 spec, but no one took advantage of it until Adam Curry did. You know, so most people don't, uh, enclosures was part of the RSS 2.0 spec that was locked in. We would not have that had not it been in there because there was such a war on trying to add stuff to the spec. And actually, from what I recall, Todd, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, when they added that enclosure tag, it, it had uh, pretty much no intention of being used for no, digital media. No, never, never had that intention. Uh, I was only put in there for documents, right? Like PDFs PDF files, or, yeah, or or Word files or text files. But luckily, they also included, uh, you know, I think there was someone, you know, I don't know who actually wrote this spec. If it was Dave himself because of radio user land or whatever. And, you know, in, you know, most people have no clue what the hell I'm talking about, but it's, um, you know, we're lucky he put in the ability for media files to be recognized. So, um, you know, long story short here, the spec isn't going to, you can add on, but you're not going to change the RSS spec. But I, I was a little bit shocked. Um, one of the public radio sites, this really blew me away, and it set me back in my seat a little bit. And and I don't think narrow person uh, understood the ramifications of this. And I actually sent a message to uh, Rob Walsh, and I said, "Did you know <laughs> that uh, a very high end podcaster that is being syndicated over on a specific site, his feed is being proxied?" And and he goes, "What? What do you mean proxied?" So they're taking the feed and they're converting it and they're adding stuff to the feed so it feeds their system. Now that proxy feed that they convert to is not public, but I was like, whoa. They created an API, Todd. (laughs) Well, they didn't create an API. They created a proxy. Basically, they take the feed and rewrite it for their use. Which is, yeah. you know, and I thought, hmm, that, that's pretty smart. But you know how sensitive yeah. people are about their feeds. <laughs> yeah. You start adding or manipulating or tweaking, you know. I saw, and it, it, so, you know, and he, you know, I don't know what Rob's going to do about it if he can do anything because it's. Yeah, it, probably not. There's probably no reason to. Right. But, but I, I, go ahead. Oh, I was just, I was just thinking uh, about this whole API thing. I've. I've noticed as I've been looking at uh, podcast uh, URLs and you know, feed addresses that there's there seems to be a trend, especially on the um, the 
to former radio guys mm-hmm. um, of using uh, in their URLs the uh, the acronym API. I don't know if you've noticed this or not. No, I haven't. Uh, where they'll have like their their feed um, domain name will have uh, like API dot radio dot com or that kind of thing. Mm. I've started to see that um, happening more and more, but it's linking just to a a, a conventional RSS two spec That's feed. Funny. And they're calling it an API. And they're they're calling it API. <laughs> That's yeah. not an API. <laughs> No, it's not. But it's like it, it's part of this whole thing that's been spun up here over the last uh, year and a half or so. Right. Around, we're going to transform this industry over to API yeah. feeds. We're doing stuff, yeah. you know, at a whole other level, you know. And it's really what we're talking about here is an API feed. Under the definition of what they're doing, is they're adding namespaces to an RSS two spec, and they're calling it an API. That's so funny. it's it's all marketing. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, I could direct podcast or forward slash podcast.xml to api.geeknewcenter.com forward slash. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> maybe, that, maybe that's the next hot thing, Todd, is, is that we just convert our, our feed URLs oh, over to api.spreaker.com oh uh, and all of a sudden we got API feeds now. So come over and sign up with our hosting platform because we're doing something revolutionary. Yeah, we're doing something really cool. <laughs> so, you know, I, I you know, and I wasn't going to have any of my team members attend the thing in May. But, I, you know, I'm like, I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't. Um, send somebody. Um, they are going to have a session on doing some formalization of the space and you know i may have to twist angelo's and barry's arms i'll send probably i'm gonna to try to send barry and angelo maybe angelo's still kind of resistant to going but um these guys are going to announce something and uh, uh i'm sure they are going to you know do you know whatever it will be will be interesting um but <laughs> um the word I want to use is babysit, but that's really insulting. So I won't use the word babysit. <laughs> we just need to send someone to, you know, to at least have our interest, at, you know, and be able to see what's going on. <laughs> and that's really insulting. It's the wrong word to use, but it came to my mind. That was what flashed in my brain. <laughs> I think, I mean, I think essentially what you're saying is you need, there needs to be some people that are involved in this that have a, a big picture view of the medium, right? Well, and you know, and, and there are publishers, and they think they have a big picture of the medium too, which is fine. But you know, they don't also don't syndicate to three hundred twenty-five thousand feeds every two hours. So, yeah. <laughs> no, there's very few people doing that. Todd. <laughs> like, like two people. <laughs> no, I think there's a few, but yeah. Um, so it's well, well they're. They're capturing all that stuff from <clears throat> from from Apple, right? Uh, some people are building their lists from Apple. We built from multiple locations, yeah. Yeah. But it's um it's an interesting time. I did I did see one thing <laughs> and I, I was kind of like scratching my head a little bit. I just we have to talk about it because it it would not be uh, a show without us having to critique. Did you see toppodcast.com? 
I think you. I think I saw you mention it, but no, I haven't been to it. So All right, so let's, let, uh, let's go check. Let it out. me let Top. me show you this piece of work here. Um, Top podcast. Uh, is it pot podcast uh, with an S? You know, toppodcast.com. It's the premier source for podcast discovery trends and advertising. The premier source, and uh, it's got a lot of stuff on it. And it's got the top 10 podcasts, looks like from iTunes. It's got uh, a bunch of shows from Podcast One, and it's got all kinds of shows uh, that it's syndicating. And um, so, uh, you know, the site, uh, let me take you to top publishers. Um, and there's something here that is um, interesting. So if I go over to top publishers and, well, it's, talk, it's got Podcast One on there. I wonder how Norm's going to react to this. So let me actually let, let me actually uh oh no 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 I want to do this page. Norm Norm wants his traffic so he doesn't want anybody taking away his traffic. Okay, so let's just look. Of course, S Town man they did went on a media blitz this this week, but here we've got yeah. uh, number one S Town serial and this American Life. So let me show you their listing here. Now, if this had been five years ago, the outcry would have been. Thermal nuclear. Now, I want to show you just, I don't know how well you can see the screen, Rob, but I'm looking yeah, here. Can. So it's got, uh, it's got the, an advertisement. Go back to the business center, back to rankings page. It's got a thing to link to, to Facebook. Now, the Facebook, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Google Plus. Um, hmm. Okay. Uh, what's missing from, from this d uh, directory podcast listing of, Serial and This American Life. Uh, how about Serial and This American Life? Okay, so okay, you're not following me. I have to get. I have okay. to give it away. Okay. Uh, I see no iTunes link. I see no Google Plus link. Oh, I, yeah, I see yeah, no yeah. RSS okay. feed. So if I look at the episode and I load Chapter One of S Town, um, nothing. There's no way on this toppodcast.com site to subscribe to any of the podcasts that they have listed. <laughs> but Todd, it's not about subscription anymore. We're uh, we're in the era of uh, click play, right? Rob. <laughs> Rob. Now, I just had to point out the obvious, Todd. Okay, so first of all, um this is this is a mortal sin in podcasting if you do this. Yes, yes. So whoever owns toppodcast.com, well, I'm sure what's going to happen happen here in, in this top podcast 200 list that they have come up with. Oh, no iTunes, no app, no problem. They even say it right on the site. No iTunes, no app, no problem. They want you to listen to the top 200 on their page. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Discover today. So it, the goal of podcasting is to subscribe to the show. So yeah. they've got the daily, This American Life, Pod Save America, Missing Richard Simmons, TED Radio Hour. So all the top, you know, stuff. But no link. You know, no. normal send these guys up. <laughs> He'll stick the lawyers on them, you know. You, you know, it's yeah. They're they're trying to trying to uh, 
capture traffic. They're trying to steal traffic away from those shows. That's what they're trying to do. You know, it's it's one thing yeah. to um it's one thing to actually have the um sorry, I'm typing. It it's one thing to have the it's okay to have a directory, but link back to the show site number one. Number two, have the RSFs, have the iTunes link, have the Google Plus, you know, give give credit where credit's due so people can subscribe on the it oh did you hear that uh the google home just um <laughs> just reacted so oh it did yeah but it, it it just you know so anyway this you know it's a new site so they will probably learn very quickly but they got a top apps, top publisher, and I, I'm just still to this point. I'm trying to figure out what is the purpose of this site. Um, yeah. It's supposed to be a discovery site, place to discover shows. Yeah. So I want them to discover shows at geeknewscentral.com and at newmediashow.com. I don't want, you know, it, if they and if they do come to toppodcast.com and I end up in their top podcast 200 list, then I want them to be able to come back to. To my site. Yeah. Plus, I also noticed that they, they've tried to define a new term. Oh. I hadn't seen this term before. Have you seen this podfluencers? Oh, that's funny. And they've got this, like it's a noun um, kind of kind of breakdown. If you go to, if you go to the... Uh, yeah, I found it. Podfluencer, a powerful podcaster, was a relevant show with an engaged audience along with a substantial social media following. They're able to drive influencers for brands, connecting with a dedicated audience of listeners and followers, reaching consumers that they may otherwise be able to reach. Two, podfluencers are able to influence not just the buying habits of their followers, but they can impact one's listening habits by sharing with specific podcasts that interest them. It's not a bad. It's not a bad definition. I mm -hmm. just had never heard of that word before, and I don't. I mean, if you do a search in uh, in Google, does it actually come up as a word, or are they just making it up? Well, it probably it probably searches right back to their site if they, because I don't think I've seen it either. Let, let's let's look at the book. The book of knowledge. Yes, let's uh, see if it comes up anywhere. It comes uh, up. Yeah, the, the number one result is uh, toppodcast.com. Yep, and. Uh, a and someone is re I, oh someone registered podfluencer.com on February 2nd let me guess where that links to yeah right uh, paste and here. go does it redirect let me I bet you five bucks it's going to redirect to top pod oh welcome to pod coming soon so someone's domain domain squatting on the domain <laughs> so yeah Anyway, so I just saw that, and it, it, yeah. So good luck to whoever's running this. And yeah. I just, you know, with the growth of the medium, it's it's sparking a lot of a uh, lot of new new companies and new oh, people yeah. coming into the medium pretty darn fast, really fast. Yeah. So I just went and followed their uh, their Twitter page. But if you're going to do something like this, you know, it, it, this would have, the, the day they launched, they would have, in the old days, they'd have had 500 emails 
from podcasters. Oh, how dare you? How dare you? And they'd come after me with pitchforks and, and uh, yeah. they'd have crucified you at the stake in the old days. But now people, oh. But Todd, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen now. No, I did notice on their Twitter page that the uh, the Twitter account is based in Philadelphia. Yeah, they're out of Philly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or this individual's out of Philly. It's one guy. He's some. And he's he's got ties to the media. He worked, used to work for CBS or something to that effect. Oh. Uh, okay. So I was trying to figure that out. I, I don't know if he was like anybody at CBS, but um, oh, the leader. Yeah, he's not really kind of. He, he's not really putting himself out there at all, which is kind of kind of interesting. Yeah. Um. That would probably be a smart thing for him to do. Um, let the community know who you are. And, but but and, whenever I see screens like this, I'm just, I almost want to throw up in the mouth. Our authentic difference of multi-attribution digital is the path to one billion in ad sales. Well, and he's also got, if you go to the About Us page, he's, yeah. he's coining another new term. Um, it's called new pods. <laughs> And it's new dash pods. Okay. So uh, it's an, I know the definition, uh, it's an individual that has yet to ever listen to a podcast and has not discovered a love for on-demand listening. They are discovering the platform for the first time. They're called new pods. So for the individual that's running this site, I know you're going to listen to the show because we've talked about you a lot here. Someone's going to clue you in. Uh, please, on your top podcast 200 list in the directory area, please include a way for people to actually subscribe. And then, uh, and then good luck. So are they actually li linking over to the show's no. uh, listing no. or website or mm -hmm. anything? Nothing. Okay. So this is, that's bad, 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 bad. No attribution. Would, no. Yep. That would be another thing that needs to be um, yeah, yeah. added. Yeah, link back to the individual because, and you know, and don't, you know, they the key here is is to, um, you know, make sure that, uh, you know, you don't. If podcasters think that you're listing their shows and you're stealing something from them and not giving credit where credits due, then, you know, like I said, maybe not so much anymore. But they used to be really, really brutal on that. So. Mm. Sites would uh, have to adjust quickly in the old days, but we're the old guys. So what do we know, Rob? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's, it's a different time. Oh, People aren't, aren't, aren't as sensitive to this stuff as they used to be. Yeah. But Todd, you're exactly right. I mean, our sensibility comes from 13 years in this medium mm -hmm. and I've seen companies that have done this. Right. Um, and, it, and it's, and honestly, I'm not sure that this is going to get much traction, so it may not even rise to to the attention of. We're probably giving it way too much coverage. <laughs> well, and now he's yeah, and now he's going now he is going to have a problem. right, right, right. Yeah, congratulations, you're welcome. <laughs> um, there was an article out seven things I wish I knew before I published my podcast by Ryan Hanley. It wasn't too bad, and uh, so that that wasn't a bad article. Um, also, what else was it that I saw that was good? There was a, 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 um, a report out from campaignlive.com that said 60% of minorities don't listen to podcasts. 
And um, great. And, but but they quoted Audio Boom, so maybe they didn't actually do a study. So I I just saw this the byline on it. So according to by according to Audio Boom six that that's a holdover from the last. Um, the last show. I would show. never put put an article out like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you? That's I, a mistake. Just at at, at its concept level. <laughs> so, did you? Um, are you familiar with Cast Plus? Cast Plus. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I've I've heard about it. Yeah, I think maybe I've I've heard you mention it before. You know, it's. Um, well, let's it, go to it and see. Yeah, it's Cast dot. Plus, oh, wrong, doggone it. I need to put the... Cast dot, dot plus? Yeah, I didn't even know that particular domain extension was even available. It's all those okay. new top-level domains. So let me bring it up here. Oh, it's taken forever to load. It's not loading for me. Yeah, yeah. it's a very slow. The site's, like, really slow. So it's a, it's another group that does basically uh you know they 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 do sponsor stuff and who do they work with they work with blue apron audible you know all the same companies and uh they've teamed up with uh with uh, omni to uh to do uh advertising for podcasters so their you know, their website looks pretty cute Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's where I saw this was part of that Omni announcement. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't and I don't know who these folks any of these folks are. Never heard from a single one of them. Um they are out of Tel Aviv. Uh, oh. they're an Israel based company. So that, that would explain it. Yeah, but here's you know when are these companies gonna start like showing themselves to the podcast community at large? Are they just working their own bubbles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they're not. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of, I think companies that get involved in this, they, they don't know how to connect with the community. Um, so they don't even try. Yeah. They say they only work with podcasters with more than, and they call it impressions. This tells you how much they know. 2000 plus impressions per impressions. Don't ever, even the IEB podcast measurement document, do not ever use the word impressions in association with podcast advertising. <laughs> never, <laughs> never use the word impression. If that comes out of your lips, say, oops, nope, nope, nope. Don't ever use that word. But Todd, you know that there are networks in this space that are using that term. And those folks typically come out of the radio industry. Yeah, well, that's that's a wrong thing to use. Websites have impressions podcast have downloads yeah you know so don't use impressions and a lot of people don't like the word download but that's what it is doesn't matter if you're actively streaming it or if you've subscribed and you listen later it's except for like you know you guys do some true streaming rob but most of it is still a download well we're the honest truth about the changes that we've made um is that we the only time that we're using a streaming um Delivery, a true sleaming delivery is when we're doing live. Ah. So so we've we've converted all of our on-demand playback to progressive download. Oh. So it is download. So it's all it's all pretty much a download now. 
Okay. Uh, except for the, the the live portion, which is obviously has to be on streaming. Welcome, welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> well, and 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 we're supporting more more pass through shows right, too. Right, so right. it's. Um, it's kind of like what, what I did, uh, for Zoom at Microsoft for many years. Uh, you know, you can send me your URL and I'll, I'll add it to the speaker listening apps. Right. And you don't have to have an account. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we're doing just, uh, just to make sure that we have a, a good catalog of, uh, of content that people will, will use our apps for. Cause we've got terrific apps. So they're as good as Stitcher. Right. So, so it's just a matter of getting getting all the content in there. Well, there was another announcement that the Golden State Media Podcasts are moving to Blog Talk Radio. And that, to me, I'm just like, you're taking your shows to Blog Talk Radio? <laughs> really? Um, and I know what they're doing. They want the programmatic advertising. They want the the 2 to $6 CPM ad deals that, to monetize them. Sure, they don't want this two to six well, dollars. Why would how, why would you move to Blog Talk Radio otherwise? Yeah, yeah, it's a good. Well, you know, Todd, I think uh, ad insertion and programmatic is uh, is 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 with us, whether we like it or not. So it's it's. At this point, I think our challenge is to make the most of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I know that there's many podcast networks out there that are looking at uh, um, the whole dynamic ad insertion piece as an opportunity to extend what they're doing with host reads mm-hmm. um, across all their archives. And I think that's the angle that most of them are looking at this from. And it's like we've said on this show many times, uh, some shows that's going to work. Probably very few shows it's going to work effectively, but um, it's it's something that can work. If you happen to have a show that has evergreen content uh, that gets uh, a lot of archival uh, plays and listens, and you've effectively marketed your archive, yep. um, you, can, you can generate much higher levels of inventory availability for advertisers that will generate more revenue for you. Um, so I think that's, that's where the opportunities are. And that's part of where this kind of serialized drama content and things like that, which tend to be more evergreen content, um, have, have the potential of earning some great revenue. But the chickens do come home to roost from time to time. And, um, you know, what we've talked about in this show for years, um, yeah. never inflate your podcast numbers. So... Yeah, painful to go down <laughs> um what uh someone that we all mutually know and respect um did a little bit of a rant um basically they were having a meeting with a media buyer um and the media buyer said podcast advertising doesn't work and uh they had done a test with a network and had absolutely horrible results and uh, they had decided not to participate, as I recall that conversation. Right. No longer participate in podcast advertising, and we're not going to pitch their media buyers, any or any of their clients, podcasting as a as an option. And when this individual kind of went through the litany of 
why who? they probably or who and why they had a bad result. Um, they didn't care. So, yeah, we can be our own worst enemy. Well, you know, that was the danger um, and with we, this network we, um, that we're referring to. Um, and we talked you know, about it. We were scared of. And the chickens have come home to roost. Well, at least with this one agency. Right. I, I know that others um, are are aware of what's happening, um, and they, they just they know who to work with. And they adjust accordingly. If they come in and think that the numbers are inflated, they adjust their CPM rates down for that for our vendor too. Yeah. So, you know, man, I was on this bandwagon for a while. I, I, I'm just, yeah. I'm almost sick of talking about it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, it's been years. You know, and uh, it just, it, you know, it's, what is it, is it, I, I should know this because my mom's a produce broker. Uh, was it one bad peach or one bad apple? You know, it can spoil it forever. See, yep, can make the yeah. whole basket go bad, and um, you know, this is this is what we have to be cautious of. So I, I I implore and I beg upon each and every one of you that are listening to this show. Whoever stats you use, number one, be confident about it. And I've said many times on this show that I trust Podtrack, I trust Libsyn, and I and I trust ours. I don't know if I. Well, I'm probably Rob, I trust your guys' stuff too. You've been pretty conscientious. So Well, we are now, you know, adhering to the the IAB's um recommendations, though they're they they weren't extensive, but uh, right. we've examined that um document and, and made changes and actually we felt a little bit of pain. Um so some of our producers uh dropped in their numbers. Um so that's the downside of doing it, but it's also, you know, uh, you do what you need to do to uh, maintain your credibility, and that's 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 what Spreaker's all about too. We want to be considered in the same kind of light with uh, Lipson and what you're doing, Todd. So, so you know, and, and I just and again, I, I and I can't speak for other networks because they've really not come out and or other hosting platforms have never come out and said whether or not they support or what level they go to. So. If you're going to be involved in ad deals, I implore upon you to make sure your numbers are right. Yeah. Overinflation is, you know, it, it, here's the deal. It is what it is. None of us are ever happy. We never have enough listeners. No one wants, a, you know, a smaller audience. You know, that's, that's just the case. But when it comes to doing executing ad campaigns, please, 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 I implore upon you to make sure that you're, doing an ad campaign with the because what will happen guess what happens when you report the numbers correctly they come back and they advertise again <laughs> it's amazing how that it's works it's amazing it's amazing yeah. i mean i mean there are todd and we, we need to say this there, there are many networks out there that are very conscientious about this absolutely stuff. Um, yep i mean one of the podcast uh, networks that are working with spreaker have all 30 of their shows on spreakers the headgum network i don't know if i you know, I think we've had the the owner of that network on this show before. Um, it's at uh, it's at headgum dot com. Um, th those guys have been very um, uh, accepting of the IAB compliance that 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 we did to the speaker platform, 
and were very, very supportive of it. It isn't like they, it, you know, they saw their numbers drop, but they totally understood why, and they were cool with it. But they're also cool with having all their numbers be visible mm. um, on the uh, publicly on the website. They they have a philosophy. They they tell their buyers, um, we're hosting on Spreaker, and all of our numbers are public, and they're they're available for you to go see anytime you want. Um, as a, as a buyer, that's transparency at a whole nother level than what's typically done out there. That's true. Um, but we are going to be giving, um, people that host on our platform, the option to turn off their numbers if they want to not have them public. Uh, but currently that's, that's not the case, but that's, that functionality is coming very soon. Um, but every show that's hosted on our platform has public numbers on it. So you're right. It doesn't get any more transparent than that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but, uh, you know, this was just a private conversation that, uh, you know, that brought this up and made your frustration, you know. So that's technically it could be millions of dollars that walking away from podcast advertising because of misreporting and because of one campaign went south. You know, so. but there are lots of people out there that are that are ethical and doing You're this right. right. right and I right. think um, the high majority, you know, the high majority. On, on this show, we, we need to be supportive of those that are doing it right. Yes. And, Absolutely, and I think we are. Um, yeah. and and because it's not always easy to take that 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 tough road. No, not at all. Rob, um, I know we got about fifteen minutes left here. I do have a hard stop this morning. We can't go sure, long. Sure, yeah, I do too. Because if I've got, uh, I gotta get. A, matter of fact, I don't hear any movement, so my kid's gonna be like scrambling to get out the door when I get off. Time, so you ready to leave? <laughs> and he's gonna looking at me with, uh, you know, sleepy eyes still. Uh, but I just, I think the space is moving forward very well, and we're. Yeah, I'm excited with the, you know, the number of new podcasters coming in and the number of new shows being launched and. and yeah. I think it's, I think we're seeing still growth, you know, great growth across the space. Um, I'm excited still. Yeah. I'm excited for the NAB that's coming up um, this month. Yeah. Um, it should be an exciting time down there. It's great to see that huge organization really start to get behind podcasting. And I'm, you know, it's hopeful that the, that the NAB are going to be adding a podcast pavilion potentially next year. I hope so. Um, yeah. Um, I would imagine that they're going to do it. I, I don't know why they wouldn't, if they can get more exhibitors to come. Yeah. And if the, they're going to continue to add, um, you know, content tracks to their, their radio summit that they have down there. Um, I think it makes sense. We are, Rob and I will both, are you going to be there the whole week, Rob? I get down there on the, I think I get in there on the 23rd, okay. uh, which is a Sunday. Okay. So I'm, I, I'm there till the 27th. So I, I arrived the morning of the 22nd I, I, and I'm a glutton for punishment. I don't fly back until Sunday the 30th, but I'm going to uh, have meetings before and after. So if you're awesome. in the Vegas area and uh, want to meet up and just, you know, maybe if you're, if you're going to be there, maybe we can do an informal podcaster meetup on Wednesday the the 26th maybe after the yeah. session or something. Yeah, that'd be great. 
go over Agreed. to the bar and what was formerly known as the Hilton, uh, whatever it's called now. <laughs> I think it's the Westgate. The Westgate. So maybe we can do a, a bar meetup uh, there off the casino on the 26th in the afternoons, potential. And, so are uh, you, you staying up in Old Town again? Absolutely. Staying where the, staying, uh, where the real people are. <laughs> where the taxis don't go. <laughs> oh, there's plenty of taxis down there. Come on now. Taxis and Uber and Lyft. Plenty oh, easy okay. to get out of there. No one takes taxis anymore. Come on. Uber and Lyft. That's the only, way to, get a, that's that's the only way to get around Vegas. That's true. <laughs> you know, taxi cabs are old and r- rattling, you know. I can't get yeah. a bottle of water when I get in a taxi, but every Uber driver has a bottle of water waiting for me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. So so you're not going to rent a car this year? I'll rent a car. I always rent a car. Are you? Yeah. Okay. So, But, you know, there's nights that I don't want to rent a car because maybe I'm going to evening event and alcohol is going to be consumed. And in Vegas, uh, even one drink will land you in the pokey. So uh, any night that there's going to be any alcohol beverages, uh, Todd will be taking Uber or Lyft. So is uh, is there anybody else from the the raw voice team going to be there with you? Yeah, Mike Dell's going to be down. He's coming out, so him and I okay. will be chumming around. And uh, so we're getting we're you know so Mike being away from the phone for a week, uh, we're getting the rest of our tech team ready to do support while Mike and I are kind of on you know, we're kind of like on vacation, working a working vacation, you know. Um, so um, anyway, it'll be be a fun week well it's official now francesco the ceo of spreaker is now living in new york good so got the visa issues all he he snuck in didn't he in between all this amongst all this craziness well he it wasn't easy to get him in but uh but now you know he's back in the u.s so i think it's good it's good for the company for him to be in new york so was he able to get under an h1 or what did he how did his visa stuff end up working out he didn't uh i didn't ask him all of the 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 gory details on that but Um, i know he kind of kind of struggled to get a get a visa yeah um to come back but uh but yeah he's gonna be bouncing back and forth to to europe pretty pretty regularly i would imagine he'll be racking up his frequent flyer miles and flying first class because he's flown so much yeah that's right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I better get busy flying this year. I won't make my hundred K again. I'm I'm a little bit behind the Powerball this year. Those those those, those privileges come with a price. Tom. Oh, they they do. And but boy, I tell you, it's when you when you get into that uh, that status level, it's fantastic. But you know, then you you know you're looking at your miles every year, and you're like, oh, I'm you know I'm thirty thousand short. Uh, <laughs> is there a trip I can do to the East Coast? Or <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like. Uh, and then trying to sell that to the team, like uh, you're going on a gee dunk run, <laughs> you know, you're really getting something done. Um, but I'm trying to do what I'm going to. I'm actually trying to decide what I'm going to actually do for a summer vacation this year. I might go overseas, so oh, yeah, cool. I'm still thinking about it. But uh, Bangkok, so Thailand, Todd, did something. you uh, uh, ask one of those uh, venture capitalists from Silicon Valley if they were willing to come on the show? I haven't, but I could. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I th- I think they like you know I I I bet you the firms won't let them. Um, because well, they don't have to talk about. Well, um, if, if they if what they're, if, if, they're going to invest in. Well, if they come on, then they you know then it opens them up to knowing who's looking. So from a strategic standpoint, I maybe they don't want 
you know, they, they talk to me, but I would never tell which company it is or which firm it was. So I'll, I'll send them an email, see if they will. That'd be, that would be cool, wouldn't it? If they'd come it on. Would be. Yeah. Hmm. Boy, that, that is really interesting. So yeah, I'll, I'll send them an email and see if they're willing to. If you're on the live stream or if you're on YouTube, make sure you say hello in the comment area. We want to know that you're who you are and you're listening. If, if you want to not fly under the cloak of an- anonymity. <laughs> and, it, and we know that we have our, our lurker listeners. Yes, here. we do. We have a number of, <laughs> we have a number of lurker listeners and uh, there are some lurker listeners on YouTube today. So we need to know, say hi to us. Let us know. <laughs> they do on occasion. Oh yeah. They send us, usually send us little secret tidbits. So yes. we always love tips and rumors and, uh, t- talk about this, but don't tell my name on the show. And, you know, so, um, yeah. because we are definitely always eager to, uh, drop a dime on someone if it's, uh, if it's good juicy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> We're equal opportunity. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say bashers cause we're not. No, we're not bashers, but we we definitely have a, um, you know, probably the ability to piss people off sometimes. <laughs> I think we've built up a little bit of a reputation for speaking pretty frankly on this show. Yeah, I hope so. Um, and and people get the straight um, straight thought from from I think many in the space that are a little hesitant to to voice their real opinions. Yeah, and if you guys have a, a real opinion that you want to share, you know th- that's what email is, and uh, you can send your opinion and say, "Here's my opinion," and I I'm really upset, or I'm really happy, or I'm disgusted, or whatever it may be, and you can email that to us and leave your name out, and we'd be happy to share that with the audience as well. And that, if you <laughs> and and if you want to put your name in there, it'd be great. Yeah, we'd yeah. Love to know who know who you are, but just just put in there. Um, just let us know if it's okay to mention who you are or right, not. Right, right. Uh, and we will respect that. Yep, absolutely. It's always better when you do say your name because then everyone, it's a it's transparency critical. thing. People know we're not making this shit up. Yeah. So, but we understand that some people in in this medium don't don't want to let their name get out yep. in association with certain <clears throat> rumors. Yeah. But uh, rumors are always good. And, you know, it's a, uh, and if you're being approached and you got some deal that you didn't like or, you know, anything, anything's good. Anything that uh, is nice and juicy. <laughs> we all want to uh, know. That's right. <laughs> but I think Rob, uh, I don't know if there's anything specific more that we need to cover. Um, I'm just looking so this week. We can wrap it up a little early this yeah, week. Yeah, that would that's be a record. Get everyone out of here early. And I can go yeah. wake my young up and say, Let's go. Uh, <laughs> he'll be scrambling. So anyway, if you want to reach me, you can reach me at Todd at Blueberry dot com and uh or at Geek News on Twitter. Uh Rob? Uh Rob at Robgreenlee dot com or Rob at Spreaker dot com and that's the, that's with an R and um I do a show every week called the Spreaker Live Show at SpreakerLiveShow.com. So that's live on Wednesdays. And I do, you know, talk about podcasting, which is something I do all day long. 
And I also am doing a new show with Mike Dell as my co-host, your podcast at uh, powerpresspodcast.com. Next episode of that will be out on Monday. So uh, look forward to that edition coming out. But other than that, everyone, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Go to newmediashow.com and click on the subscribe button. We want you to make sure that you are dialed in here. Never miss a single episode. And uh, we'll be back with you next Saturday with Dan Franks from Podcast Movement. So uh, Dan will be on to tell us what's going on. And they are starting to announce speaker announcements. So if you had a um, a session submitted, I know some people are starting to get notified. So I don't know if they're going out in mass or if they're trickling out little by little. Uh, I do know that uh, some people have received uh, their announcement that they're their session was approved so yeah i'm actually working on three sessions myself oh, right now three yeah so okay. we're pulling have, pulling panelists together and we have to start calling you greedy rob <laughs> i've been doing three for the last I two know, years i know you have i know you this have is the same it's the same deal i was like going um <laughs> should i go four this year dan no i go <laughs> no i don't want to do four that's way too many. <laughs> and you're doing panels too. And those are tough. So. Yeah. yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next week on the new me show. Everyone take care. Okay. Aloha. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.